0: Hey everyone, what is up? It is Jeff from Modern Combat and Survival, and welcome to podcast episode number 301. Okay, so the hooligans are out in the streets, rioting and looting, following the death of George Floyd, an unarmed black man killed by police officers while he was handcuffed and lying there helpless on the ground. Now Today there are over 5,000 National Guard troops deployed to urban protest areas around the country. But, big surprise, that protection is not just for little old you. So this week I thought I'd share with you 10 quick tips for avoiding, escaping, and evading civil unrest to protect yourself and your loved ones. Now it's all coming right up, but don't worry about taking notes because we've done all the heavy lifting for you with this week's free show notes, including a handy-dandy one-page cheat sheet covering all 10 tips. All you have to do is head on over to www.mcsmagazine.com and download it all absolutely free. And now, let's talk tactics.
1: Tactical firearms training, urban survival, close quarters combat. This, this is another podcast to help you better prepare for any threat you may face in your role as a protector and a patriot. This is Modern Combat and Survival.
0: All right, all right, all right. Welcome back, everyone. This is Jeff Anderson, editor for Modern Combat and Survival magazine. And, yep, things are really heating up out there. Uh, we have seen burning buildings, burning police cars, and ask beatings galore. Um, and it's probably not going to end in the next day or so, given that this is an ongoing. I mean, we've seen escalations of this over quite a quite a few years now, but also from outside groups that are taking advantage of this opportunity to be able to create civil unrest out there, really to get their message out, as well as just create pandemonium and chaos. Right. And of course, a divided country that's already divided is getting even more divided by this, and we're seeing a lot of things heat up on both sides. So we are actually getting a war in the streets. Now, I also think that because of the cootie pandemic that we've been in, um, I think people are a little bit, well, one, just kind of cooped, been cooped up too long and maybe just a little bit wound too tight, um, not to mention with over, what is it, 10 million unemployed now, People need something to do during the day. So this sounds like a really cool thing to go and spend your time throwing bricks and setting uh, things on fire, right? Well, the point is, is that these types of protests and rallies, they can happen anytime, anywhere, actually. Um, but we're definitely seeing them more now because of the heightened in- uh, tensions that we've seen actually for, for quite a while now. Um, but again, the main point here is that. These things can happen. They can spring up very impromptu in your area. They can they can come in, come on as a, at a moment's notice, and so you really have to be prepared for this type of thing. Even if you feel like you're in a relatively safe area, or you don't think that there's anything on the news related to any planned protests in your area. You just got to know that these things can happen or you can be out somewhere in an area either that you know or don't know you could be driving around you could be traveling and you need to be prepared for any type of event like this whatsoever so these ten tips that I have for you today are going to really help you um, get a got a foundation here with some things that may be maybe counter to what you might think would be the best thing to do. I know some of these definitely are so even if you feel like you're up to speed on these things, I would definitely listen in because there might be some things in here that are directly against what you may have been told or trained or some other super-duper expert online told you to do, okay? Um, and this is actually from from some of my own personal experience. Being in combat, I have had um, situations in urban areas where we have had looting, where we've had stores put on fire, where we've had people, actually, every day, every average Joes and and Janes, who were looting stores. In fact, I've told the story several times about how we've actually looted, um, for the sake of the safety of the people that were trying to get access to food and other items that were in different areas, but were basically attacking each other. And we in the military had, had to distribute basically these goods just to be able to keep things um, safe and keep people from getting harmed, believe it or not. So I've seen this type of thing firsthand, and there are some things that you really can do here, okay? All right, so I've got top, I've got 10 tips here for you. And I've got them categorized in a few different things. All right. So so one, let's start off with prevention. Right. Because the best thing to do is to not be there if you don't have to be there. Right. So. So tip number one is forewarned is forearmed. So, yes, we have the local news. Yes, you can turn on the national news. You can see where these large urban centers are having problems. So, you know, stay out of Chicago, stay out of Los Angeles, stay out of New York. Um, However, you never know when something might crop up even locally. So there are protests that are planned even in small towns and and small urban centers. And you might not know when those come because the lines of communication for those are often very covert. They're done through different means of communication that's meant to not trigger the search engines so that they're not found. In other words, there might be images that are passed along rather than actual text. So a lot of things that these groups are doing out there to be able to organize events in areas where people might not be expecting it. And there are areas that their there are communication means that you're typically not privy to. So what can you do to be forewarned? Well, one is to do a security assessment of where your home is. So one, are you in an urban area? Are you in a suburban area? Even suburban areas are getting hit with protests right now. So you want to be sure that you are, even if you're on the outskirts of the city, that you realize that you could be in a potential area of, of threat. Now, some of the things that might be a, a yellow flag for you there are what are the types of stores that you might be around? So when we look at the things, the places that are, are typically looted, they are places like convenience stores, check cashing locations, um, places that will have goods that rioters will want to have. So it could be an electronics store, um, but you're looking for smaller type mom and pop things also. So it could be shoe stores where they might have sneakers that are commonly, um, that are, that are higher, that are more expensive out there, even automotive stores, because a lot of people have vehicles that require, um, you know, maybe need to be fixed. And so they're looking for areas of opportunity. Like if you just got, if you got $5,000 check to be able to go and take care of things that you need to take care of, like your bills or fix the car or your kids need new clothes or something, where, where are those things going to go? Where, where would you go? Um, that's the same type of thing you want to think about here. So what are the grocery stores, um, even sporting goods stores? We've seen those looted as well, where people can get in, they can take ammunition, they can take firearms as well. All right, so doing a security assessment of your home really helps, but also even looking at apps that you can put on your phone. So one is to do a local news app and have the notifications turned on. So I live just on the outskirts of Austin. So Austin, uh, local channels, local news channels have their own news apps there and if you keep the notifications on you'll get notifications anytime that there's something that hits their radar which that's going to get hit really quickly because they're looking for these types of outbreaks of violence all right so that's one thing that you might be able to see on there another way that you can um, find out what's happening in your area is a police scanner now you can have this as a physical police scanner that you actually have in your home that you can monitor channels for police fire ems but you can also find these now right as an app for your phone. So I have one for my phone now, basically, and just, it's free. You just got, you know, gizmo ads that are thrown at you every now and then. But I can listen to the Austin EMS, the Austin Police, the Austin Fire, um, their digital, their, their scanners, and hear what's going on. So that's going to save you quite a bit of money on just on buying a police scanner. All right. So stay forewarned as much as you possibly can. That's tip number one. Tip number, tip number two is more of a mindset thing. And this guy kind of goes back to my introduction here, which is that don't count on the cavalry coming, alright? You are the only one who can protect you and your family. So when you look at where the, the, the police and the military and everybody is, is mobilized, where are they protecting? Are they, are they centered around people's homes? No. They're guarding the local, they're, they're guarding basically the infrastructure of each one of the cities or towns. So the police departments, because that's where the protests are going to happen around there. City Hall is another area that is, that's going to be, they're going to protect the, the, the county seat, the city seat. So those are the places that they are going to protect. The people out in the communities are pretty much left to deal with themselves, be able to protect themselves. So don't count on calling 911 and getting the police to show up because you've got a mob of people that are coming down your street. It's not going to happen. Um, Don't count on the fire departments being out there because they are targeted just as much as police. Well, maybe not just as much as police, but they're certainly targeted as well. Don't count on the cavalry coming to take care of you. All right. So therefore, pay close attention to the rest of these tips. And tip number three in prevention is don't be there. Now, this is something that I talk about even in when it comes to our survival workshops that we have is that. Civil unrest is one of those things, just like a hurricane coming in. If you think that you're in an area that could possibly be hit, if you think you're in a high threat zone, don't be there. Go and, and hit your evacuation plan, put it into action, and get the hell out of Dodge. Um, much, you, I mean, you're not going to stop a mob from burning down your home or crashing your windows and taking everything inside of there. All you're going to do is, if that happens and you're there, I mean, they're not going to knock on your door and, oh, we didn't realize somebody was here. We won't we won't smash your windows and take your stuff and burn your house. If you're there, you're just in the line of fire. So better to not be there and claim an insurance uh, plan rather than having to protect your family when all of your uh, when your house is, is in flames and you're trying to get them out of there. OK, so don't be there. If you have to ask the question of whether or not you should stay at your home because you're in a higher threat area. There's only one answer. Just get out of Dodge. All right. But sometimes it can surprise you. You might not think you're in a high threat area, but all of a sudden something was organized in your area. And sure enough, some, now you've got a mob of people coming down the street protesting. Um, and they can surprise you either in your home or if you're out on the road driving or if you're walking. So let's go ahead and go into some of the tips now when it comes to it's go time. All right. So at home, let's talk about ways that are in your home. So one is to camouflage your home. So this is counterintuitive to what a lot of people think when it comes to hardening, hardening your home. Um, don't be one of those chest thumpers. You know, it, when we were out in, in combat, we didn't wear a bright orange jumpsuit with a big old sign on it saying, I dare you to shoot me. We blended in. We wear camouflage. We, want, we don't want to be noticed by the enemy until we notice them first and we're able to take them out. So do not put up a looters will be shot sign out in front of your house. All right. Instead, you want to put up a giant. We stand with George sign. All right. It's George Floyd. That's I mean, this you want to make sure that, you know, if you want your house to not be targeted and the people that are protesting, you want them to see your place as a potential, like basically a safe haven. Like basically it's a place that you stand with them. All right. So you want to camouflage your home as much as possible. That actually is hardening your home. And don't give me any of that chest-thumping bravado of, well, damn it, this is America, and I'm going to stand proud on my front porch with my shotgun and my cigar. And it's like, you go ahead and do that. I'm all about survival. Um, and if I've got to mob people there, well, uh, stay tuned for, for tip number 10, because there might be a little bit of a wake-up call there for you, all right? Um, okay, uh, tip number five is to harden your home. There are ways that you can actually harden your home. Um, breaking glass is a big threat. So if you are in your home and you do notice that there's people out there whatever, you want to keep the curtains drawn. So if they, if something does get thrown through a window and you don't have any sort of protection, protective film on it, which is one of the things that you can do, then you want to make sure that that broken glass is not going to harm family members. There are things that you can do to be able to, I mean, you basically treat it like a home invasion. So there are ways that you can harden your home. You want to make sure that your doors and windows are locked at all times. This is even if there isn't a mob going up and down your street. This is just common practices that you would have there. Um, Having cameras installed so that you can see where people are out on your property. Um, Having any sort of an alarm system set so that would also go off and at least notify authorities of where you are, even if it's just um, a helicopter coming by to buzz over your place, whatever it is, anything that you can do to, to make a lot of noise and let people know that they could possibly be caught. That's what people don't want. All right. So there are ways actually harden your home like that all right uh tip number six for your uh, which is still in the home category is to have an escape plan so it could be that you are going to be stay at home but when something does happen it's again you don't want to be there so enacting your evacuation plan you should have an escape plan to instantly get out of your home just as in any sort of a natural disaster or any other crisis this is not the time for you to be preparing you should already have a plan right now to escape and evade your home So you want to have your car combat parked. In other words, you want to have it backed into a parking space. You don't want to have to back out of your garage or your driveway or anything like that. You want to be able to have you. I always park my car in backwards in my garage. All right. So that way you can just get in there and just pull straight out. Um, You also might want to have an alternative means of transportation, because if the streets are all blocked off, You might be able to go up and down um, lawns in your neighborhood, but having some other means to escape. If you really do have to get out of there, do you have bicycles that are ready to go where they don't have flat tires? Um, Those types of things. Or if you are in a vehicle out on the road and you have to get out of some place and you notice that there is um, that there are problems up ahead of you and you can't turn around, that you do have that alternative means of transportation. Now, we talk about this as one of the... um, um, the evacuation, like the different phases of an evacuation and what you need to be prepared for. Alternative transportation is one of those things that you should have there. OK, um, also for your escape plan from your home, you want to make sure that you do have your bug out bag ready to grab and go. This is an all the time thing. You don't I mean, life or death is measured in sometimes seconds. All right. So it's a matter of how fast, how fast you can get out of that place, out of your home and get out to safety. Right. It's going to make a huge difference there now if you're not all around your family, you want to always want to make sure that you do have a rally plan for your entire family and that may not mean coming back to your home so you can all leave in one place. You want to have alternative rally points placed around you know different areas of the city so that they are strategically located where well kids aren 't in school right now, but where you might have a spouse at work or you might be at work, a place that you can go to that has that everyone knows how to get there. It's an easy way to get there. It can be got, can be got there even without a, a vehicle. Uh, so you can all rally up. So again, another reason for bicycles or some other alternative means of transportation. Now again, that's not, that's not what you want to try and do. Okay. If you can get in your vehicle, at least you're going to have some hardening there. I don't want to be out in the middle of a mob, obviously either on foot or in a bicycle, but to get someplace quickly as you possibly can, a bicycle can get there a lot faster than being on foot. Um, and you can still take more remote areas and more remote routes and trails that are off the beaten path, um, such as power line areas, railroad tracks, things like that, that might be able to help you get to other locations a lot easier and be away from where crowds actually are out on the urban streets. All right. So that's at home. So now let's go ahead if you're in your vehicle and you do encounter a crowd um, all of a sudden. All right. So tip number seven here is to drive defensively. Um, so first in preparing your vehicle, you can harden your vehicle with like things like window film, because the first thing that somebody a crowd is going to do is try and is try and break through your window. Um, so you can harden it with window film. Just know that this also works against you if you're trying to escape the vehicle. Also, if you are in an accident somehow, it basically shatters the window, but it doesn't shatter it in, into pieces that blow a big hole in it. Um, the side windows will actually crack and because of that film there, it's like a thick tape and it, it's harder for somebody. It's really meant for break-ins to be able to to stall somebody who's trying to break into your vehicle to steal stuff. Well, if you do have a mob around your car, it can help with a little bit with um, with getting people so that they just can't break through the window and pull you out of it. It's going to give you a little bit more of a reaction time here, okay? When you are driving though, so that's in, it's hardening, hardening your vehicle just in general, but when you are driving, you want to constantly be scanning. Now this is something you should always do anyway, but you should always be ready for an instant ambush. Alright, so a lot of people in the military know there's lots of things, I mean, anytime that you're out on the road, um, whether you're in convoy or, or alone, There's always the opportunity for an ambush or an an improvised explosive device or something. But that same kind of mindset should you should always have when you're driving. Now, I did this also in executive protection where you never know when you're going to be penned in and somebody try and take your client. So there are some things that you can do to drive defensively in that way and be ready for an instant ambush or an instant mob or crowd. You want to avoid the middle lanes as much as possible to be able to give you room to maneuver around obstacles and you do want to give yourself enough room to maneuver around those obstacles. So you never want to pull up right behind another car at a red light. You always want to make sure that like, you can see their wheels. That gives you enough room to go left or right of them if you have to. Uh, don't worry about going over curbs and things like that. I mean, You need to go where you need to go. Uh, no U-turn does not mean no U-turn. Like you, if you are driving along and you see that there are vehicles that are stopped up and it doesn't look like it's, you know, it's not... Rush hour or something that looks like um, where it could possibly be something that would be normal traffic, Um, especially if you hear honking horns, because when there are mobs surrounding vehicles, most people will, will actually honk their horns as a way of basically telling people to stop or stop what they're doing or get out of the way or anything like that. So if you hear a lot of horn beeping, that's another clear indicator that there could be a lot of trouble up there. You want to turn around and get out of Dodge as quickly as you possibly can. All right. So uh, so let's move on to number eight, which is if you are stopped and you are surrounded by people um, to drive offensively. Now, you have to recognize that if you are suddenly surrounded by people and you're in your vehicle, you're in a death trap. You are in a death trap. That that vehicle is not going to give you much much defensive capabilities there for very long, unless you are all armored up and you have bulletproof glass and you've got all that kind of stuff there. Yeah. Then you are going to be well, you know, you might be able to wait for the cavalry to come there possibly, but not necessarily. So you have to really escape, but you don't want to leave the vehicle obviously because you've got a bunch of people out there that are going to take you down. Now the, the go-to reaction here would be to try and floor it and be able to just drive through the crowd that's not going to work um you are the the bodies are going to get hit you're going to enrage all the people around you even more because especially if you kill somebody all of a sudden now you're looking for even more trouble here so you don't want to floor it because that that vehicle is going to get stopped by people either um you're not going to be able to see and you're going to drive into something that you don't want to drive into, or you're literally going to be driving over bodies and people are going to either tip you over very quickly, stop you, or you're going to get hung up on some sort of obstacle, even if that's a, even if that's a pile of bodies and you're not going to be able to go anywhere. Instead, what you want to do is you want to drive slowly and um, that way people can get, get it in their minds that like they're not going to lay down for a slow moving vehicle and let you drive over them especially if there are people that are banging on your windows and, and you can't see anything, they're going to try and push your, your vehicle back. They're going to try and literally push your, I've seen this. The people will try and push your vehicle back. If you drive slowly, they're not going to be able to push the vehicle, but they are going to get out of the way. Now you don't know. I mean, somebody could, um, um, somebody could jump out. Like if you just get enough people that will, will try and jump out of the way all at one time there, you might be able to get yourself free at some point there by driving over over lawns, things like that, getting people to, I mean, just going near trees, anything that you can do to kind of keep the crowd away from your vehicle, it might be able to give you a space that you are able to maneuver away from them. And that is where you want to, as soon as you see a break, that is when you floor it. You try and get out of the area as quickly as possible as soon as it opens up in front of you. All right. Now, people will also think that maybe firing your weapon is going to give you some time to be able to get some clearance out of there. It will not. It will get you about three to five seconds of clearance. Now, I've seen this also in a mob around a vehicle. Bullet goes off. Everybody moves away from the vehicle and it's almost like a vacuum effect. People move away and then instantly. They come back in to try and get back in, um, back on top of that vehicle and they're going to be even more ferocious. They're going to break through windows. They're going to pull you out. You're pretty much gone at that point. All right. So firing your weapon is an option. If somebody does break through your window, your window, and they're trying to get to you, you might have to, I mean, that is a lethal scenario there. So if you do, for whatever reason, if you, if your life is in danger, you end up firing your weapon and you see the whole crowd move away from your vehicle. You get the hell out of there. I know that sounds like it's um, it's a uh, like common sense, but it's not when the adrenaline is flowing through your body. You might think that everyone just moved away and you're going to have your your weapon there trained to be able to you know start shooting again. you might you start yelling at them. It's not the time to sit there and you know get out of your vehicle and try and you know show show any bravado or anything like that. You've got an opening there. Take your vehicle, look for your escape route, decide on it, take action, hit the gas, and get the hell out of Dodge. All right. They're going to chase after you. Um, people on the other side of the vehicle, if your if your weapon is pointed outside of the one side, people are going to be on the other side. They're going to they're they're going to get in eventually. All right. So we've seen this happen before. All right. Um, okay. Speaking of weapons, let's talk about defense for the last ones here. Okay. So smart uh, number nine is to be smartly armed. So I've seen a few videos that have been out there for these protests and these riots that have been happening. And one guy that got out of his vehicle and um, started yelling out, all lives matter, not just black lives matter, all lives matter. And he took out a bow, a bow and arrow. Wasn't even fast about it. Had a little problem uh, putting, uh, putting the uh, the arrow into the, uh, the notch there, or to knock the arrow, and actually fired it at somebody in the crowd. Now I saw somebody go down. It's hard to, it's hard to imagine that an arrow would actually make somebody fall at their feet. This isn't game of Thrones here. Um, but it did not take long for somebody, you know, for the entire crowd to just close in on this person with a bow and arrow. Folks, you're not gonna do anything with a bow and arrow. my son has a, he bought a crossbow for the cootie pandemic. I know, I know. But anyway, like even that thing, like after you fire it, yeah, it's, it's powerful and it is accurate. And then you got to put another another uh, bolt in there. So no, you need to be smartly armed. I did see another um, another video of somebody who was apparently defending a neighborhood with a machete, and there was a mob there, and they started chasing after him, and he started running away, but then he decided to go after one of the guys in the um, that, that was in the mob, and the rest of the mob managed to take him down and get him unconscious. Basically, they. I've seen I've seen this kind of mentality, even in gang fights um, up close and personal. And what happens is when you go down, everybody starts kicking. They go for the head. um, They football kick to the head. They stomp on the head. People don't know just how how easy it is for a person to die. They just they just don't realize. And so football kicking some unconscious guy's face um, is a lethal move. Uh, this person ended up not dying. So thankfully, but, um, I saw somebody else come in with a, with a, with a brick, a cement brick and throw it at the guy's head. So we've all, you know, we've seen, remember the, the LA riots and, um, and, uh, you know, everything that happened there, I mean, bricks are, they're common weapons here. So, um, just know that this is a, it is a lethal, it is a lethal thing here, but you need to be smartly armed. All right. Um, so one of those would be a concealed handgun and keep it concealed unless you need to use it. So this is not the time for you to break it out and start waving it around to be able to threaten other people because you're going to get clocked up back side of the head with an aluminum baseball bat when you're not looking. When you show a handgun out there, the police don't know if you're a good guy or a bad guy. Um, the criminals want that gun. They don't. I mean, and if, and if they think they can get it. Or even if it's just they think that it's all a bunch of bravado and the mob just closes in on you, you're going to get people that, that are potentially going to do that. Again, they're not thinking in their right mind either here. OK, um, other things you want to consider are less than lethal options um, for your home, for yourself, for your vehicle. So I've talked about some of these before when it comes to either home invasion or especially inside of your vehicle in a in, a, in an evacuation scenario. Um, I like tasers. There is a taser that we often promote here. Um, it's been called a few different things like the, the slayer, the execution torch. I don't really like those names for it, but it is basically a, um, a baton that has a, a taser element to it. Um, that works really well. You can use it for keeping people out of your vehicle. If they do smash through, it can be very effective for that. Um, also pepper foggers. So, these are large spray canisters that you can use. they're used for riot control. You can get them um I keep one in my i do have one in my vehicle. I also keep pepper spray on me. I am a believer in pepper spray. It can be used very effectively so that is an option there also fire extinguishers fire extinguishers can i mean the one not the ones that shoot out a stream like um that it looks almost like a like wasp spray right um you want something that is truly like has a it's going to it's going to put out like a massive foam like it's going to blow out um, like quite a cloud there. OK, so that's where you're looking. You can use that also to gain some space around your vehicle or keep people at bay um, if you need to and be able to find a way and exit out of there. OK, so there's, those are some off the wall types of defensive measures that you might be able, or weapons that you might be able to use there. But you do also need to be prepared for lethal threats. All right. Just know that it is a last resort. A firearm actually is going to be your best bet. Actually, even um, look, even though that guy got his ass beat with the uh, machete, he didn't really know how to use the machete. So it's. um, I've told a tale of um, the 81 year old guy in India during the um, the Amritsar riots that used um, the same system that I train people in for combat machete, which is gutka. Um, one 81 year old guy, um, basically killed, it was like over a hundred people lying dead at his, and, um, they were able to keep, uh, four warriors were able to use swords for keeping an entire mob away from the Holy temple in Amritsar for the, uh, for the Sikhs there. So there are ways to be able to use something like that, but projectile weapons are the weapon of choice for rioters. So they are going to throw things. So unless you're like Wonder Woman, you can like, take your machete and blast things out of the uh out of midair, bricks out of midair. I don't recommend it as a long term strategy here. But but actually machetes can be effective when you know how to use them, all right? Um and they can be less than lethal also by just by using the spine of the machete, the um the alternative side, the other side uh than the blade, um, that's going to be non lethal uh side of it. But if you're, if you're whack out there having to use a machete, most likely you're in a lethal scenario. Um, but it, just know that again, a firearm is a last resort because it can backfire on you either with rioters or legally. Now, just know that rule of law is going to happen at some point here. So when the protests go down, any of the bury uh, any of the bodies that you've got buried in your backyard or littered out in your front yard, out in the playscape, um, you're going to have to answer for those. Um, the rioters are typically going to They're going to fight back. And again, fire is a very common thing. So if you shoot from your home or anything like that to try and keep people away, just be ready. There is going to be a Molotov cocktail headed in your direction up to the roof of your home here um, within about two and a half minutes, I would say. So not a good place to be. Um, Again, that's why not being there is always the best case there. All right. Um, And also, um, um, I see this. And, and nobody ever pays attention to me, but extra ammo folks, this is one of the reasons why I don't go with the typical, you know, the, the number of rounds shot in a typical robbery is only two to three um, because you never know when you're going to be facing a gang situation and even a robbery, a home invasion scenario, um, or you come into a mob or riot scenario. And so you need to be prepared for having extra ammunition. Now, I always, you know, I ask people that are carrying a concealed weapon if they carry extra ammo, and only about 1% of people actually do. You should be carrying extra ammo with you. In this type of situation, you're absolutely going to need it if you ever had to use your firearm in self-defense there. So, part of being smartly armed is to have the extra ammunition. All right? And finally, tip number 10 is another mindset thing, which is no, you can't defeat a mob. Now, I wish the guy with the bow that was outside of his vehicle yelling at the crowd, all lives matter, had heard this podcast before that actually happened. Um, But there's no going back in time. But folks, you can't defeat a mob. I don't care if you are armed. I don't care if you've got your buddies there with you either. Stones, signs, fire, skateboards, they're all weapon for looters and rioters. And you are going to get clocked with a brick at some point. All right. You are going to get clocked from somebody in the back of the crowd there that is just going to heave something at you. And then all of a sudden, all it takes is one moment of distraction and then you've got a swarm around you. All right. Your best defense, if you are truly in an area that there is a mob, there are protests happening and things like that, your best defense is going to be to blend in. Plain and simple, folks. I don't care about your your pride or anything like that. This is about survival. So you chant what they are chanting. You listen to what they're chanting. You you shake street signs. You keep a black hoodie and scarf in your vehicle, if that's what it takes, right? Like you want to have... We talk about that in... um, in our social chaos um, escape and evasion manual about having something that you can change your appearance if you need to, especially in an evasion scenario, if you do have people that are chasing after you, right? So let's say that you did manage to break away with your vehicle, um, but you get stopped elsewhere and you've got to get out of the vehicle. You, you've, you've, you've um, been able to, to um, be able to stop, get out. You've got an avenue of escape and you start running there. Are there things that you can do to be able to change your appearance? So if they're looking for somebody in a white shirt, you now have a hoodie on, right? Or you've got some sort of um, a a scarf on. So now you're blending in, you know, Antifa, they're um, they're the way that they look is going to be with a black hoodie, uh, maybe sunglasses and a black mask or a scarf. So those are things that you can keep with you in an E&E bag. Uh, We call it our scram bag, our social chaos response and mobility bag, to be exact. And, uh, and some of the things you can have on there that'll help you escape. All right. So, um, so your best defense though, is to always blend in with the, with the mob until you can find a place that you can escape out of there. So pretend you're a a rioter, pretend you're a, a, um, a protester and then get the hell out of Dodge when you can. All right. All right. So this is just a quick rundown, but there's a lot, I mean, there are 10 tips there, but there's a whole lot of tips inside of there too. Um, if you really want to dig into this, if this is something and which I think this is a skill that everybody should have. alright? All right. Um, But if you really want to dig further into escape and evasion for civil unrest, martial law, and a city in panic, then you might want to go over and check out our Social Chaos Escape and Evasion Manual. It's over at socialchaossurvivalguide.com. You can go check it out there. And it does go deep, much deeper into ways that you can escape mobs, blend in, things that you can do uh, preparation-wise, things about uh wep, there's more stuff in weapons about the in there there's actually some we did something very different in that guide in that there's kind of like a scenario driven um kind of an action sequence at the very end that that helps you kind of take all the tips and kind of put them into use where if you're being um you you come across actually this type of um this type of a scenario and all of a sudden you're being chased after by a mob and ways that you would escape and evade that. All right. So there's a really cool um, kind of adventure feature in that that I think you'll like as well as, as well as learning all of the tips that are inside of there. All right, So you can go check that out over at www.socialchaossurvivalguide.com. All right. Um, what I'd like to hear from is you. So what are your tips for social chaos, escape, and evasion for civil unrest and looters? Go ahead and leave your comment on our blog over at moderncombatandsurvival.com. And until our next broadcast, this is Jeff Anderson saying prepare, train, and survive.